This is Y-Tune Shuffle. Y-Tune Shuffle, it's the music that informs our lives. The rules here are that there are no rules other than just bring in your music, mm. hit play. And then we get to pick your brain about why those songs. Welcome to Y-Tune Shuffle, a celebration of the music that inspires our lives. With your host, comedian and radio personality Maggie Mayfield and Hollywood's secret weapon, David Earl Waterman. This is Y-Tunes Shuffle. Charlie is in from Chicago visiting me for the weekend. Not me, but she's here to make the stand-up dreams come true. And so For a she, week, yay! She's been hanging out, and every time music comes up, she's like, no, 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 no. We're going to wait until Saturday. <laughs> this so, is perfect. Finally so Saturday. I'm so excited to hear everything. And I, I want to dig in, but let's talk about you and how you got here and how you started comedy and you travel. And there's something really special about your stand-up. Um, mm-hmm. I play the ukulele and I sing dirty songs. Wow. That, that's my shtick. <laughs> okay, now as a foundation for the story of your life, yes. that opens up so many potential doors. It really does. Who and I gave you your first ukulele? Actually, I got it after I started doing stand-up. I was doing straight stand-up for the first, oh, I don't know, four or five times that I got up on, on the boards. And I just decided that that wasn't who I was. You needed something. I needed something. And I had, I've always loved doing like parody songs. And so I decided that it was a lot easier to learn how to play ukulele than try and drag a keyboard or so piano you not only, on stage. So, so, so you decided to get a ukulele and you, hadn't, you didn't even know how to play it. No, I still kind of don't, but that's okay. <laughs> um, it's part of my charm that I'm so terrible on it, but I make it work, you know? And the dirty songs, I mean, uh, as, as, as Maggie and I kind of continue to develop this little, you know, gift that we found together, the Y-Tunes and the Shuffle, I'm finding that Maggie... You know, like myself, likes the dirty talk. Well, and uh, is, 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 well, is open to, you, you know, know, we're comfortable yeah. talking about, yeah. you know, yeah. well, the funny fucking, thing is, for is example. That, yeah. A good, you know, a good ass fucking is something that, you know, okay, I won't oh. too far. But now you, you open the door to dirty no. songs. Too soon? Too soon. <laughs> but it's funny because I do mention that in uh, several of my songs. So, yeah. Uh, this is, see, Y-Tune Shuffle is a magical show because there's all kinds of weird connections, which music naturally brings about. Yes. So I, I want to get dirty in this show. I, I just have, I've already decided it. So you get the ukulele, you yes. bring it on stage, yes. and then what? And then I usually start cracking just you know an introductory an introductory joke. Mm-hmm. Sorry, words are hard this morning. <laughs> I need more coffee. And then yeah, I just kind of dive right into it. I give a real quick setup. I break them in slowly. Mm. You know, it's sort of like finding somebody new to. <laughs> It, share your time with you sort of ease them into your level of crazy and let me tell you the first time that i saw charlie perform we were at an after prom uh, <laughs> yes. show so Wait, teenagers yeah. yes so a these, show for teenagers yeah it was in this tiny <laughs> tiny town in illinois mm-hmm. and we both i don't know i think it was rich rich wentz put it on yeah oh yeah, yeah who's that him. who's he, rich wentz He's a friend of ours from, Booker? he was just, from Champaign area. Okay. No, he's just another comedian. comic. Yeah, okay. just another comedian. Right. Really great guy, too. Okay. Absolutely. So he gets you um, set up for this. Yes. Yes. And so he put the, they literally locked all the kids in this school. The school. And they, they <laughs> couldn't leave until five in the morning. And so yeah. I don't think we went on stage till about three in the morning. Yeah. It was wow. nuts. Yeah. It was so nuts. And kids were exhausted. and We were exhausted. Yeah, we were exhausted. Like, and did and you it tell, had to be clean comedy. You told a story. Your stand-up was about Target or something that night. Like Probably. Was, yeah. I think it, was, it was awful. Yeah. Was really this is a short just, film. Ugh. This is a great <laughs> short film. I did tell a story about Polaroid cameras and one of the students came up to me afterwards. She's like, I have a Polaroid. And she insisted that we took a 
picture together. Yeah. And gave it to me. It was. I still have it. Oh, I know. That's nice. That's so I know. Cute. And I thought I. I thought I bombed. I was like, ugh. Was that the first me. time you met? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. this was. A, okay. And it was funny because I knew who she was because Maggie's. Same. She's kind of a big deal back where I'm from. Everybody loves Maggie Mayfield. Oh I'm so God. surprised. They do. Really? <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's the Midwest, and she's just this super sweet, endearing voice that we all came to know and love. Uh-huh. And then I met her, yes. and I was just like, I need to be friends with her, like, forever. I and I, this, I think yeah. we've cemented that now. I, yeah. yeah, we've My stepfather used to say um, about people like Maggie, she's good people. Yeah, she's truly, good people. truly. No, I got that vibe. Yeah. I, met her, I met her in an improv audition. It's like, you and you, get up there. Hello, hello. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And now look look at you now. Yes, it's amazing. Improving all the time together. And then we're back at the school. You do the show. Yeah. And that was. And you, I mean, you killed it. You were absolutely great. I think you were the highlight of the show. I sang a SpongeBob song because, oh. well, everything that I, I sing the campfire song because um, everything that I have is dirty and I could mm-hmm. not assault these teenagers with all of that. Although I did warn them that tequila gets you pregnant. So I feel like I did you my did job. Yeah. Yes, due diligence with society. Yes. Girls, they learned something. Don't drink tequila. I it will, will Working with you teenagers, out. somewhere there is a 20-something who still believes that, I'm sure. you know, It's, it's will, true. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good for you. So you brought a list of songs with you. Your Y-Tune shuffle. Y-tune I, shuffle? I, brought, I brought my phone with all of my... Well, because I'm on the road a lot for comedy. Yes, you are. And so I have like certain playlists that I listen to oh. at certain times. And I am very ritualistic yes, about music. <laughs> like You're in the right place. There is so much thought and meaning into what I do. And on the way to the airport for this trip, I was like, I'm not doing a show. I don't have to do it the way I always do it. And so I actually put my favorite playlist on shuffle and it confused me because I'm like, I don't know how to feel. Normally I have like this beautiful tide of emotions that I know exactly, you know, where my heart is going with the the music and mm-hmm. the Did you name the playlist. Well, I have two and I listen to both of them because it's a really fucking long drive to Chicago. Um, one of them is called the Chicago Mix. Uh-huh. And that's my long one that I do. And then the other one is called the Atta Girl Mix. Atta Girl. Atta Girl. Power positive thinking, man. Mm-hmm. You got to do it. Yes. So this is pretty schizophrenic. All right, here's the first part. Already, yeah. I love this the style. It's like lounge. Right? Isn't it lovely? Like, does a Sinatra do this? Yeah, he does. Yeah, I just I love this version. This is actually from the the Down with Love soundtrack. Oh, sorry. The yeah, the Down with Love soundtrack, and um, which is a great movie with Renee Zellweger and Ewan McGregor, and it's like this 1950s kitsch thing and it's all about you know the introduction of sexuality into a woman's world oh wow yeah, yeah. Like kinsey report time that when that was happening the kinsey yeah report? i mean that yeah, yeah okay. that same general area and um who's singing um this is ostrid gilberto i love that voice right it's yeah. so like svelte and delightful i don't know just kinda... where did you hear that the first time on the movie and I fell in love with it it was just absolutely it just it just emitted this feeling in my heart like okay 
the world is beautiful. Yeah. I can handle this. Mm. People can no longer piss me off because I've listened to this song. Is it an at a girl or a Chicago mix? This is a Chicago mix. Is it, and why is it a Chicago mix? This is what I listen to on my way to stand-up shows. It's an interesting Get Pumped song. Yeah. It's really kind yes. of yes. smoothie, jazzy. Yeah. When I was a bartender in college, it, it was Let's Go Crazy by Prince. That I would listen <laughs> every, I'd, on my fucking cassette deck in my no, 71 Le Mans, I'd be in the parking lot. I'm going to stand in front of all the college kids and pour drinks and have to look cool. Right. Yes, but this is a very different take on pump-up songs. Yeah. I'm an odd duck, and I admit that fully, and my music choices reflect that. And so... It is quite interesting. Yeah, I like the quirky stuff. Can you talk about your ritual a little bit? Like, can you break it down? Like, what do you do before a show? I can tell you a few of the things I do. (laughs) (laughs) Um... First of all, I get in the car and I I have to have my ukulele in the seat next to me because... Do you put the seatbelt on? I do. Oh, oh. yeah. I, I just got to know for what kind of car do you drive? I drive a little Hyundai Elantra GT. Nice car. Nice it car. has heated seats. And that's... That's an important Chicago. part of the ritual. Do you ritual. put the seated heat on the seat the heated seat on for your ukulele also? No, You'll I don't because it. well I don't yeah I don't want to mess mm-hmm. up the tuning unless it's really cold. This is like a ventriloquist doll. Yeah, that comes I, to life. I know. Well, but Catsy's I mean that's it's my weapon. You know that's what I go up and I you know I just does it have a name? Catsy. Okay. Yeah, because it has Dr. Katz on the front. Oh, okay. So that I hand painted on there. Yeah, I so. wish I could get a picture for a, a promotional picture of it. It's amazing ukulele. You've painted Laura and Ben. And, yeah, and, and Dr. Dr. Katz. Katz. And then the little cat, the hanging there baby cat. It, it looks like it's hanging off one of the strings. It looks, the artwork is beautiful. Thank you. you. Did that. Yeah, I yeah. did. I'm a big artist and oh, okay. yeah, so, I do all sorts of weird with rituals. Gr- yeah. We're in the car. Oh, yeah, Richard. The ukulele is next to you. Yes, yes. I have my Coke Zero in, actually, I have two. What are you wearing? I'm sorry, no, go ahead. Oh, go no, ahead. that's no, my, no, no. actually, that's, that is an important part. Of, really? Yeah. I wear cocktail dresses because anytime that I wear pants doing stand-up, I bomb. Oh. Wow. Yeah. You're like a pitcher, a major league pitcher. Baseball. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Yeah. Um, when the weather is cold, I always wear thigh highs and my little garter belt. It's my lucky thing. But I think that it helps you to to feel powerful and beautiful and sexual mm-hmm. underneath all of it. And that equates to power on the stage. Absolutely. And when you walk up and you have that power on stage, it changes how people perceive you because they believe you. You don't have to convince them that they like you. They already feel like they do. And so half the battle's won. How do you get to a point where you know that the rituals that you're performing not only are effective for you, but I'm just curious. I work with children extensively and mm-hmm. have for, for many years, and especially with young women, you know, to adopt that. What I'm doing is empowering me. I mean, how, right. did, how does one get to that point where you're, was it taught to you? Was it something you acquired? No. Necessity? It was a lot of necessity. I actually went through, uh, in 2009, I started losing weight and I lost 101 pounds. Yep. Amazing. Yeah, thank you. It, yay! Yeah, wow. Bravo, girl. It's amazing. Um, but I learned so much about who I was as a person, and I learned about how I had limited my personal power during most of my adult life because I'd sort of given into that fear and complacency. And so now I realize that, nope, I, I am capable of so much more than 
I even gave myself credit for. And so now I'm just like running and attacking it. So, yeah. And really, that's how. I mean, it's been trial and error. There have been some things that have worked for me and some things that didn't work, like wearing pants on stage, you Mm -hmm. know. And so you just kind of figure it out. And So it's it's your dress. It's where the ukulele sits. The red lips. Red lips have to be red. Oh, yes, yes. Very. And it's funny because everybody that has ever seen me do stand up they know but you know it, it's personal branding and oh yeah you yeah, know of that's, course yeah. it's all marketing yeah, yeah, yeah. but gosh darn it i'm cute so there you go it, it works <laughs> I, I look good in betty holly glasses yes you, I, you do. know why so i, I know fine what looking speak. gentleman over there oh thank you and so. my garter belt which is <laughs> not visible presently but doesn't power me good to know and good little to know. me anyway <laughs> so, very little me that's the entire the red lipstick the cocktail dress False eyelashes. False eyelashes. But then when I get to the venue, then I have to glue my thumb because... Wait a minute, glue your thumb? I put super glue on my thumb because I I work in a health food store and I wash my hands constantly and I can't keep a callus on my thumb. So I put super glue on my thumb to protect it because otherwise it blisters up and hurts like a son of a bitch the next day. Yeah, so... Wow. Things you just don't ever think about. Yeah. It's, It's pretty involved the whole thing so and then i but i like to be quiet before a show i Mm -hmm. like to take a moment and just not talk and really like get my game face on same way yeah Yeah, the same way just give me 10 minutes yeah right thinking going over the words and Mm -hmm. you know really planting yourself and why am i doing this and then mm-hmm. really just absorbing the room and like kind of scanning and yeah yeah there is a good like ten or fifteen minutes where you just need to don't don't I'm not trying to be rude but I'm just trying to get in the zone exactly yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll I'll talk to you schmooze with you afterwards right. but right now yeah. I'm here to work and well, so it is work yeah it's for sure work it absolutely yeah. is work it's yeah. a lot of freaking work right. I, I hate no, when people you. too are like don't you want to drink before like no that's just gonna fuck me up exactly yeah i'll yeah. drink with you after yeah right? well and i don't get to do that really because i'm a lightweight one coke and vodka and i'm like done for yeah. so and i drive everywhere because i live in a really small town yeah well, and i don't know if that's lightweight or sensible well, <laughs> no i'm normal yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah. so but i don't ever drink when i go out yeah. so cool. she puts on these um, the, i know you say it's a small town but there is such a need where you live for stand-up for comedy for art for words for the truth really because having met you just outside of champagne and knowing you from there mm-hmm. they call danville the dirty d the dirty the D. Dirty yeah. D. Danville. I know. She's um she's super mom, like raising three kids, yeah. right? Three teenagers. And uh, <laughs> she puts on this amazing monthly showcase. Yep. I mean, talk about that a little bit. Every April through October, I put on a show. I have a little courtyard at my house, and so it's called Courtyard Comedy. And I built a stage in the back. And well, my husband helped. I, <laughs> I, I always say like, I built stage. No, I like. You like Trump? Yeah, I built that tower. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I'm kidding. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's a really no, that's racy right. joke. So, um, but yeah, I have three comics come in from all over, and the last one that I did last October at my house, um, I, I had comics from Ohio and New Hampshire, I think, Florida, and. Indiana. And it was crazy. But, you know, as people tour through and they're like, I have nothing to do on a Tuesday night. I'm like, I have a show. We pass a bucket. You get paid. And those are the best yeah. underground yeah. off the charts. Yeah. You, you, do your kids know how fucking lucky they are? 
Um, I think so. All I mean, I they're going to blend in pretty nicely, I think, yeah. as they get older with that kind of a mod. It's got the, you know, we're doing comedy shows here tonight, you guys. So get your rooms clean and yeah. you know, set the lights. Yeah, that that kind of is how it goes, too. Yeah. And, you know, they all help and they get, they've met a lot of really cool people. But the best part is that in my bathroom, I have this, <laughs> it's called the guest register for the John. And it is from like 1950. And it's a real John guest register? Yes. It's a and real one? My family has been writing in it for generations. What? That's fucking great. Yes. And so now, every time I always tell the comics, please sign the book when you go to the bathroom. I love it. And they oh do. And it's God. so fun. But I'm like, what a weird thing. Like, you know, eventually as some of these people make it big and I'll be like, I can tell you exactly how their poop was in 2016. <laughs> you know, oh it's God. like, it's so amazing. So, but you know, it's all about quirky and weird and charming. And I think that that's something that the world needs a lot more of. Here, here. You know, yeah. I think that. Yeah. Let's, who are we kidding? We yeah. don't have to pretend to be something. It right. might make us into monsters. Yeah. 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 So. Oof. Okay. Cool. Should we get back to music? Bing, I feel like bang. we're talking about yeah. a lot of things. No, that's how it is. No, 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 that's that's fine. Yeah, yeah you're oh, okay. yeah, the, the, you're very interesting. I hate to say it, but yeah, so keep talking. You're amazing. You know? I hate to be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> that came out a little wrong. Yeah. What I meant to say was the more interesting you are, the more we stay away from the music a oh, little okay. bit longer. That it might be good. But yeah. hit it. Number two. Okay, uh, uh, John Dillinger here. <laughs> This is like, a, this is like all of a sudden I think it's Chicago for some reason. Oh, I was Roxy Hart in Chicago wow. at my oh my local God. theater. My husband has a tattoo that says Roxy on his arm because, show. yeah, because we don't want to get divorced. This is, <laughs> um, you know, the old adage, if you put somebody's name on your body on a tattoo, then you, you get divorced. And so he put Roxy on there. Good yeah, thing. I know he's so smart. This is Squirrel Nut Zippers. Squirrel Nut Zippers. Yes. I've heard of them, but yes. I'm not oh familiar at all. Oh my gosh, they're amazing. How where was this? Um, they came out in the nineties. This is Zydeco. Uh, well, it's kind of like that that whole feel. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was really into like the swing and when there was that whole resurgence. Yes. And um, in the late the late 1990s. And um, I'm a really big swing fan. I love vintage. I wear victory rolls. You know, that's kind of my thing. She described her style as like goodwill vintage. Yes. Goodwill yes. vintage. Yes. Yeah. I buy clearance dresses and really weird. You look odd amazing pieces. all the time. Oh, thank you. All the time. I feel a little rough this morning because. No, you are still so cool. Oh. She's wearing just like a black t shirt and her hair's done, pinned back, just a little bit long blonde hair, and then these amazing Converse. I don't know if you saw them, but no. they're like oh. sparkly red. Oh, those are yeah. traps extraordinaire. Right. Yes. Are you familiar? the new electronic swing movement that's happening no it is so fucking cool really Steller, I, yeah if i can pull some up I will. oh yeah and what do you do in danville is there a scene that you're a part of or is it just like your own kind of thing i go to walmart which are now competing with amazon for home delivery so you might not even go there anymore well i mean we get amazon prime but we don't have home delivery yeah i don't know mm-hmm. i just but the swing thing like i oh, remember yeah. when i first moved to la mm-hmm. it swingers had just come out and the whole rock oh, yeah, that's, that. yeah that's is a... that part of what you get involved into or no <laughs> i mean the squirrel nut zippers like to me that sounds like 
something you'd see live. Yeah. Well, and actually, um, I mean, back in the day, I would I was a big time like I would go to the little dive bars and I had a group of friends and my friend Larry and I we would swing dance all night long. So you did. Okay. Larry Gates, do you know him? Mm-mm. Larry oh, Gates. He's from, he's from Champagne. So what's um, he do for a living, Larry? Uh, he does music and studio work, and, and he's just a really cool freaking guy. He's a, he's yeah. A yeah. So he and his wife Lindsay Gates Markle are pretty pretty awesome. Um, and they she does theater, and she's like brilliant. Oh, it's it's Lindsay's. Yeah, husband. Lindsay's husband. Oh, okay. yeah. I'm gonna yes, move yes, to yes. Danville. Fuck this Hollywood stuff. There's a lot more going on there. Shit. Well, you know, we get bored. And there is so... this, like, it's a, it's quite an amazing artsy community. That's great. It's yeah. Surprising, actually. Yeah, it really is. And I think that we embrace it, but we don't put so much pressure on ourselves. Sure. Like out here it feels like, you know, there's the industry and it's mm-hmm. really freaking intimidating. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, we just love That's it, isn't it? It's really about, you know, we're 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 being creative. It's a collective. It's a movement. It's it's yeah. natural. It's yeah. like, you know, let's have fun. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. May I play you this can I can Please. I do this? Can I play this counter song? Yes. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, I think All right. Okay. It just is so cool. I'm so obsessed with this right oh now. Oh my gosh. Okay. When we get when we get done with this, I'm gonna have to show you one of the videos that I did for Explosion Buzz. Okay. Because I I did I found this track of music and then I like wrote a song for this show that I was doing a spin-off of. And I took the actual cartoon from Explosion Bus, which was a YouTube show, and I put myself into the cartoon, and it kind of has that feel. I love it. Yeah, and then I just edited this whole crazy thing, and well, this the show Explosion Bus. Uh-huh. That's a huge show. That's 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 Jonathan Katz's well, show. Yeah, I mean, it's still on YouTube. It was it was really fun. How it, does a, how does a comic from Danville and a mother of three <laughs> and a Walmart shopper? <laughs> And a very stylish woman. Aww. And how do you, I mean, people come out to Hollywood to make that stuff happen. How'd it happen for you out of Danville? I'm a big believer in the worst people can say is no, so ask. Fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that's my, that seriously. And I will, I am unafraid to ask for things that are far out of my you got realm. You explosion bus by simply asking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you know, I was nice about it. And, oh, I, yeah? you know, I mean, you have to have some good ideas to back it up. But... Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I that was one of the things that that was really life changing for me. And actually, through that, through Explosion Bus, because at the time I wasn't doing stand up, and my friend Ian Abramson and Tim Barnes, which they're comics, Tim's in New York and Ian's out here, mm-hmm. they had the original spinoff of Explosion Bus. And sure. Ian and I were talking on Facebook, and he really encouraged me to try stand up. And he's like, "No, I think you'd be really good at it." And so I did. And it was he was so sweet about it because I would send him all of these terrible videos of like my first couple sets. And I'm like, look at me. I'm so funny. And and they were awful. And he's like, yeah, you're doing great. Keep working on it. Keep working on it. You know, so (laughs) polite and sweet. But really, I mean, that was what brought me into the world of stand up. And now it's crazy, Mm -hmm. crazy pants. Mm -hmm. So and And I love that. You travel everywhere. Well, Yeah. Because I have three teenagers at home, so it's the only time I get quiet. I love you, kids.
<laughs> Mama loves you. So we had this really nice sort of lounge song. Then we had the oh, Squirrel yeah. Nut Zippers, mm-hmm. which really rocked our world and mm-hmm. inspired a, a, mm-hmm. a spinoff right here yes. over to the electronic. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I just got so excited. I, no, I like myself. that. Yeah. I, I think the okay. more the merrier. You okay. know, I did it. Yeah, so it's great. <laughs> okay, here we go. Number three. Let's move and gay and get it on. Oh, I love this version. You got the healing that I want. Just like they say it in the song. Till the dawn, let's move and gay and get it on. We got this king says to ourselves. Oh, shit. Very Amy Winehouse inspired. Yeah. Who is this? I don't even uh, This is Charlie Puth. And um, um, He's a big Megan Trainer. They're both super pop stars right now. Yeah, but the, I, and I don't really get into a lot of the other stuff that they do. But like I pick, I like pick onto one song, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden I, you know. Megan Trainer, I'm surprised you're not more into because she's a ukulele player. Also. Well, yeah, and brilliant. The, she's very I, talented. I started really, really loving her, and I listened to her album a lot when it first came out, and then. I just listened to it so much, I think I got tired of it, which, yeah, I just kind of burnt myself out. Give it another year, you'll fall back in love with it. Yeah, and I do that, too. I rotate Mm -hmm. through stuff. So, but yeah, I mean, there again, this is all about, you know, empowering that inner part of me. That's Marvin Gaye and Get It On. Yeah, I mean. I love that line. Yeah. (laughs) For a lot of reasons, you know. It's an homage. It's like, I I get that. This song reminds me that, because one of the things, part of the ritual, is that when I walk into a room... I always tell my, like, especially in stand-up situations or, like, business situations, I always tell myself that I am the sexiest and most powerful woman in the room. And that is that is that air of confidence that I walk in with. Now, is it true? Oh, I'm sure not. There are a lot of other people that are beautiful It's got to be true to some degree. Well, it's gotta, if you're making it happen like you're making it happen, I mean, there's something to that. I was going to say, you should have seen the waiters at Saddle Ranch that came to our table the other night. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's, it's, it's that, we were talking about it in another show, too. It's, it's like the artist dilemma with I should be humble because I do have a great opportunity here, but... Right. That's nice. Well, who's the who's the actor that says when they go into an audition, the first the thing they I think it was Brian Cranston or Tom Hanks. Just before they go into an audition, they go ta da, <laughs> you know, and it, it's right. the, to themselves. Like, yeah. Ta-da. Ta-da. But it, oh my god, I love that so much. Yes, yeah. but you know, I think that that's something people don't tap into their own power, yeah. and they're so af- It's almost like they're afraid of success. I've never truly been successful, so I don't. I don't have anything to be afraid of yet, you know? So, like, I'm embracing it, if that makes any mm-hmm. sense, you know? Yeah. It's a young soul. Like, they talk about young people having an old soul. Right. You know? And I think that those of us that, you know, kind of go for a few years into it, if you can hang on to a young... With that sort of, I guess, optimism and the fearlessness that goes with that, I yeah. get that. I totally get it. Hey, even my blood types be positive. Uh... <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and now a dirty song. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we did number three. Wait, how did... Do you remember the first time you heard that song? Yeah, my daughter played it for me. Oh, okay. And in the I house? Was... In the house you live in? Oh, yeah. 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 So, What's um... the house you live in like besides the courtyards at the theater? They have a John registry. And a John registry. <laughs> and a John like, registry. Is it, is, is it a ranch house? Is it a two-story? Um, no, it is a ranch house. Um, and actually, it's it's really funny because this this house is like, it's so 1950s kitsch like hardly anything has really been updated and so like the the toilet in the bathroom where i have the john registry is pink 
Oh, I know. Uh, it my is... grandma's house has the yes, same tile yes. from the 50s. Yeah. And so, you know, it's just, it's really just this cool, interesting thing. And like, you know, there's one for, in our kitchen, there's this bar of light switches and they all go different directions and it's really confusing and we never know which light we're turning on. So <laughs> you'll hear people go click, click. Nope, click, click. Nope, click, click. click. And it like takes us ten minutes to turn on the light. And your daughter's like the name? Squeaky, the um, I have my seventeen-year-old is Amy. Amy. My sixteen-year-old is Natalie. Natalie. And then I have a an, an almost fifteen-year-old son named Tim. Amy, Natalie, Tim. Yep. Who played you the song? Uh, Natalie. And what was this? What was the day? What was like happening in the moment? Do you remember? Um, or is that typical of your family? Like, ma, check this out. Yeah, we're well, especially with Natalie and I, because she and I are very much in sync about music oh. and we both like the weird stuff and she actually turned me on to my absolute favorite band which we're going to get to in a oh, minute perfect segue okay, yeah. Uh-huh, yeah this was uh my daughter and i both absolutely love this band oh this is the live version this is the band lake street dive lake oh that's chicago yeah lake yeah lake street dive and um, sounds like they're here with us, right? Yeah, now. it kind of does. I'd fucking rock out to this. I would be yeah. so fucking dancing. Oh right yeah, now. and it's it, this is just one of those bands that is um, absolutely like I love everything they do. Every every song that they do, I'm just like it's a party band. Oh my gosh, that's brilliant! Yeah. I I love singing along to this. Yeah. And so yeah, I I obsess about them. Lake Street Dive Bar. Lakes. It's just Lake Street Dive is the Lake name of the Street band. Dive. Yeah. What's the name of that song? Uh, that's Miss Disregard. Oh, now how yeah. does Natalie, who's sixteen, mm-hmm. I, 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 does she get to go see shows like this? And um, like she pick, where does she pick up this music from? Radio uh, station? No, honestly, probably from YouTube and Pandora. yeah, the all that fun stuff. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you have they been to their first concert yet? Have you taken that? I'm skipping ahead, but we'll get to hers. Have mm-hmm. you taken the kids to a concert yet? No, you haven't. You've never taken no, any of them. No, why? Because no, we're. We're, I have three teenagers. We're broke. Uh, Are you kidding me? Uh, it's all like braces and ramen yeah, noodles at well, my house. Well, it's pretty crazy. Oh, braces. God love you. Oh, God love you. I mean, I, I have a very, very dear friend who's raising two, and I uh, get to have the pleasure of being with, a, a, I guess now, 11 or 12 and uh, 16, mm-hmm. two girls, mm-hmm. and same kind of mother strength. Art. Yeah. Yeah, so I get it. Yeah. Banged up Camry. 2006. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. We have like, we have a good car, and then okay. the other two, one of them's not running, and the other one's like this van that's just like hanging on with I duct tape. It. But you know, I mean, that's okay because I think that it, I want, I want the kids to know that as they grow up and get into adulthood, mm-hmm. I want them to know that it's not always easy. Mm-hmm. And I think that mm-hmm. that's something that we really, we've embraced in our house is that, you know, we, when times are tough, we find something to laugh at and we refocus our energies and we don't focus on the negative stuff 
you know, we find a way to work through it and laugh through it. And I want to so... live in your house. <laughs> and, and you're you're middle America. I mean, Illinois, mm-hmm. right? That's the mm-hmm. middle. If I, if I they're literally right on the border of Indiana. So like, you're not sure what time zone it is. Right. It's yeah. Close. We're kind of like the armpit of Illinois. Like it's like just kind of right there at the edge. And it used to be a big booming factory town. Danville. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. then all the factories closed and everyone kind of moved out. And yeah. those who stayed are awesome. Yes. No, it really is a yeah. cool town. It is Dick Van Dyke's from Danville. Yeah, exactly. Now she yeah. and Gene Hackman. Gene, my favorite, one of my top I favorite know. male He's, actors. I know. Do you see? But this is the level of stardom that I have to live up to because you know I'm the new generation trying to represent and. Right. How do you, how I think you do it quite it? well, frankly, it, but yeah. it's, it's like, that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, Dick Van Dyke. Dick Van Dyke, yeah. Uh-huh. He, and, yeah. he and Jerry. Oh, so, super fun. There's a yeah. lot of little gems like that. Yeah. Patch Adams. I just saw someone was like, oh, Patch Adams is at our show today. Like, oh, okay. Oh. Right? Yeah. They did something new at the Station Theater, and Patch Adams showed up. Wow. Right? Yeah. Well, and... um. Oh. Ario Speedwagon is from Champagne. Yeah. I heard it from um, a friend. Oh, why can't I think of his name? American Ham. Ameri- he was Ron Swanson on Parks and Rec. The the guy who's the the, the carpenter. Megan Mullally's husband. That guy. That- we all know who he is. Gosh, his I name can- doesn't matter. Oh, we know who he is. Oh, such a brain fart. The guy. Anyway, but he's done stuff at the station. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, right? So, But yeah, we've got all these like really great little offshoots that mm-hmm. have come from our area. Yeah. And I think it was really probably born out of the fact that there's just not a whole lot going on. And so... You know, you can either get a job in a factory or get an office job or... Can I just, like, shout out some more love? Because I think you were involved in this project also. They do this thing called Pens to Lens. Oh, yes! Oh, my God. (gasps) It's, like, the coolest freaking project they do. It is. Yeah, I hosted the first two years of the Mm -hmm. big gala that we had. And they have kids write movie scripts. And then all of these, the uh, Champagne Filmmakers Society, I think is what it's called, they all pick scripts and then they make these incredible movies. And they turn these little kids' scripts into full-blown productions. And it, it is the coolest. Who's, who's behind it? Outstanding. Who, do, you, do you do like bake sales or something for it? No, it, no. well... It's. I mean, all the. Um, I think everyone does it for free. Yeah. Wow. And Chris and Whatever Luke funding man. that they might need for like props or set or whatever it is mm-hmm. i think it's the champagne film society yeah but it's a big but deal but it, it is, is a really, really big deal yeah. yeah and my family my kids have been in a few of the movies and i mean it's just really fun and it's one of those interesting life experiences that now looking back on it my daughter can go oh i was in susan and daisy's big adventure and you know it, and it's on youtube and like i was on fluffy stein and so it's just it's, My, the, it's their yearbook. And how, yeah. right, and how encouraging for a five, six, seven, eight, ten-year-old to be able to write something and then see it come to life. Yeah. And encourage kids to write. Yeah. Mm. I think that we've And especially it. to write, like, film industry and, you know. Uh-huh. And it's so funny because I think that sometimes the kids will write things and they, they're they very serious, you know, as a third, fourth grader. Uh-huh. And, you know, this is important. And then when you see it on the big screen, adults are laughing because... It's written to be so serious, but it really is quite cute and sweet. Yeah. That, oh, I bet that, it's that's so serious, Pens you know. Pens to lens. Pens to lens. It's a wonderful mm. organization, and I think that you can probably donate to that. I love being here in Hollywood, mm-hmm. but there is part of me that's like, I miss that small town sense of community, and we're really all in it together. And I don't think you get that here. 
so much in LA. You know, I, I don't think so. I mean, we are a company town, and mm-hmm. and and it it knocked the wind out of my sails because yeah. I came from small town. Like you know, I was lucky to be around Newhouse School at Syracuse and Ithaca. We had Rod Serling, right. Peter Kling, making like it was a film school. And right. So there was some opportunities there. I had no idea how lucrative they were, but definitely when I came with my development deal during the musty TV days, mm-hmm. Seinfeld, everybody had money, friends. Right. I couldn't hang. I just it was it was not. Something wasn't clicking, and I think it was mm-hmm. the fun. And I, that sense changed. My soul died. And now <laughs> I think that's a Jimmy Tingle joke. That's somebody else's joke, not mine. Um, uh, but uh, in any in any case, my retirement I know is rock solid in terms not financially, but I own a house in Syracuse, New York, mm-hmm. and the Newhouse School is still there. It's a it's a small factory town in upstate New York, it's probably similar to Danville. Mm-hmm. Shit's going on, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. We don't have to be living in fucking Burbank, yeah, to make you know, art and yeah. cross our fingers. It's happening all over the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and that's one of the the great things now about the accessibility that's available with mm-hmm. with the internet. You know, really anybody can be somebody yeah. right where they are, right. and that's one of the things that's been wonderful for me because I'm committed to raising my kids and hopefully getting them out of the house. <laughs> and uh, but you know, I mean. Parenting is really important, and so I can't always be gone. I can't always be on the road, and so I really have to balance that. And so I do a lot of, I write a lot of my jokes on Facebook in statuses, and like kind of test the waters mm-hmm. and kind of. You're not alone there. Yeah, yeah a lot of us. How do you that. protect it though? Like if you, if what if some, what if all of a sudden you turn on Kimmel says your joke or something? Well, here's the fun thing. Um, since I put everything in a song, it's a real difficult steal. Oh, there you go. Yeah. It's sort of that because I ease into it and then get really, really crazy and then, you know, bring it back around. You can't really pull something out because without all of it, it's out of context and, you know, and it's a craft and writing musical comedy is hard. Mm -hmm. You have to sell a joke for three to five minutes, Ah, a single concept. And that's difficult. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever tried to tell a joke for five minutes without stopping, but you know, <laughs> I mean, intentionally. Like, yeah. So that's awesome. So song number five. Oh, okay. Here we go. I miss your voice. I find that I don't talk to you for days at a time. Oh, I like don't know why. When I call, you won't pick up the line. Hmm. Can we? So this is Christabel and the Johns. So smooth, right? So that's like you. Like you're you're you're, you're smooth. Oh, like yeah, from, like from the moment I saw you out on the street on Olive Avenue outside, it's just been a smooth groove. Yeah. yeah. This band actually, uh, we have a winery in the Danville yeah. area. It's, it's in between Danville and Champaign uh, called Sleepy Creek Vineyards. And my friends, Don and Joe Taylor, used to own it. And they're really big into the filmmakers mm-hmm. and the local filmmaker group. They were doing stand up there too for a minute. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, they they had a few the tuttles, shows. Yeah, yeah the tuttles were there. at the winery. Yeah. yeah. Oh. And okay, so, okay. but anyway, they would have musical guests, and so the Christabel and the Johns were, were they the really? guests that they had. Yeah, wow. they came twice, and I saw them both times. And I'm like, Krista, I love you. You're so amazing. And I like gave her this vintage crazy feather hat that looked like <laughs> so her. And I mean, 
it's really fun. So this is so important. I'm sorry. I mean, I, I get philosophical, and no, I get that's into this fine. Kind of Bring it on. I've had stuff. coffee. It's just so goddamn important that you know our, the young people be, get an understanding of like how vital it is to have an afternoon and recognize to be in this winery, to be this place. And that, you know, these people are, are expressing themselves through music mm-hmm. and through, you know, positive energy that yeah. why is that? I mean, we've got to move that into a vital aspect of, of our child rearing, you know, yeah. prospects, I guess. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like that's very important. My kids were all they're all very musically inclined anyway, but we have a plethora of instruments at my house and, you know. They've all written songs at some point and, you know, yeah, I mean, it's just, but that's something that's so important is that music speaks to our soul Mm -hmm. and, you know, you can listen to a song and it makes you feel emotions from 20 years, you know, Mm -hmm. it just brings you right back and it's the power of music. And so that was one of the, one of the big things that, that we deal with in our houses. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Music. If you're sad, you listen to a sad song and if you're happy, you listen to a fun song and Pharrell Williams on repeat. Because <laughs> you're happy. I hate that song. Yeah, it's really <laughs> annoying. <laughs> okay, that is happy. not my yeah. happy song. No. Yeah. It'll come. It'll come back around. No, please. Yeah. When we're when we're in the old folks' yeah. home, I remember that. He'll be playing so, it. Yes. Wow. So Christabel and the Johns, they they were absolutely wonderful, and I loved having them come to the winery and get, just getting to know them. And and then afterwards, we started doing more and more at the, the winery. And for a while, there was talk of uh, my husband and I writing a pirate musical with the owners. Yeah, it's called Coxswain. And so, yeah, this the song that I wrote was I Have a Really Big Deck. And oh, so, Coxwain, <laughs> yes, yes. So I still have that. We still have that in the works, but... Maybe one of these days when we're old and retired, we'll finish it. And then there will be this new off-Broadway pirate musical. But I think it would be really fun. I think so, too. Now, when you say pirate musical, it's really about pirates. It's It's really about pirates. Yeah. Yeah. And Danville. Yeah, well, you know, I mean. Winery. Yeah. The mind spins. It's perfect, right? Oh, my God. So weird and quirky, which is why it works. Yes. So. It is so authentically you. Yes. Yes. We're like smooth five. Mm-hmm. Nice, yeah. nice shuffle for thank your you, introductory you. first visit. Oh, that's it. Shuffle. I don't want that face. I don't want to go. This well, is we're not, not done. done yet. Oh, good. Oh, thank <laughs> goodness. Yeah. Are you kidding? You're like smooth five. That's like well, we got really through the five. We, we, yeah. The show goes by quick sometimes. Too oh, quick. Does, but, yeah, yes. We got a couple more things we got to touch base on. Should oh. I? Can I? Yes. Now? As Maggie often says, it's my favorite part of the show. Oh. And it's just a general curiosity and, uh, you know, just who knows what's going to come of it. But what was your very first concert ever? Billy Joel. Wow. <laughs> now, yeah. Um, what did you go with? Where was it? Uh, I did it. I was in high school. You didn't even have and, to think. Some people have to go, hmm, what was my... Well, I'm not counting all, like, the concerts that I went to, like, for church and stuff no right yeah, well, like some people like, that's all they have yeah, yeah but this is, that's what we're looking for the big did one did a lot of that but yeah that, no that first big one was billy joel billy joel um my friend julia megan sullivan we were we went to high school together and she won tickets and she won them she won them on, on the, the radio, radio. Yes. oh great yes. oh that's so amazing guess what guess what guess what yeah oh. and so she asked if i would be willing to go and i 
had never driven to Champaign before on my own because I was like 17. Wow. And so, yeah, so we drove over there and we ate at the Cracker Barrel first. What kind of car did you drive? So, oh, it was like this horrible, like, 84 Chevy Celebrity, like, you know, big clouds of black smoke coming out the back. It was great. But um, it, the thing is, is that at that concert, it was right after he had split with Christy Brinkley, and he was all like jaded and bitter. And he was did just... make it even better? Yeah, he started playing Uptown Girl, and you know, they did the, oh... Oh my God, he, that would be and weird. Then instead of singing like the lyrics, he was like, kiss my ass, and that was the end. <laughs> and it was like... Oh my God! Was, no was, one knows about it that. Was outstanding, yeah. So, but that was in Champagne. Oh my God! Yeah, like, this is so raw. Yeah, and so I always felt like you know that was that was just a magical thing for me. Oh uh, yeah, I yeah, know those no days. Yeah. Seventeen, the beat up car, going to the concert. Yeah, right? it, yeah so Jeez. living the life. So it was just you and your girlfriends. Uh, it was just me and Julia. Oh, you and okay. Julia. Yeah. Wow. You still so. talk to her? Yeah, actually, oh. she's in the uh, she's in the theater scene. Oh, great! And she does a lot with nice. both Danville and Champagne. And, <laughs> That's yeah, cool. she's really you're lucky, really yeah. freaking talented. You're lucky. So. You know what? I, when people say like, "I'm so I'm so glad I got out of my podunk town," I'm oh. so I, I my sister still is in Ithaca. I'm like, you lucky. Everything comes to you. Yeah. Now you know it's like we we could it, it it's so vital. I'm jealous a well, little bit wait, right can, now. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to ask you, David, have you ever won anything on the radio? I only ask because I have an interesting story. Um, yeah, uh, I won some, I think I won McDonald's coupons for <laughs> saying two all beef patty special sauce, sauce cheese pickles, onions, especially sauce, sun, bun. Yeah, WTKO. They just AM, you yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, we had to call in. I was like the seventh caller. If you can say it without messing up, two all beef patty special sauce, sauce cheese pickles, onions, sesame seed bun. <laughs> he did it. You know, and usually my brother and sister would tickle me while I was on the phone. So, you know, luckily they let me alone that yeah. time. So, yeah. So, you won free McDonald's coupons. Yeah, I think I won a free Big Mac. Oh, my God. Wow. The one and only time I've ever won anything off the radio, I had taken a break in my radio career. And I, was in <gasps> Fe- I know, I was in Phoenix, Arizona, and I had just left a country radio station. So, I was obsessed still with this country music. And in Phoenix, we were driving around. I don't know, doing whatever, trying to find mischief or pick up a buddy from work, working the overnight shift. And on the country station, it's like, coming up today, we're going to be broadcasting live at this place and we're giving away Keith Urban tickets. And oh. I looked at my friend and I said, I'm going to get those. And I swear to God, we went to the place, put my name in the little hat and I'm flirting with the DJs, like doing whatever. <laughs> and we go and like hang out at this event. And next thing I know, they're like, Maggie Mayfield. And I was like, that's me. And I run up and I, he didn't even say anything, but I like jumped on the DJ, <laughs> legs around him, just like monkey holding him. And, uh, he was so excited. Way to commit, Maggie. And he goes, he goes, you want a t-shirt? I was like, cool, thanks. <laughs> t-shirt. You get- hold on. He goes, I'm just kidding. You won the tickets. I was like, fuck you. Oh my gosh. And so my buddy goes, he's like, you just won Keith Urban tickets. What are you going to do next? I was like, go get hot dogs at Ikea. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, go big time. Oh man. Go big time. Probably still to this day, like top five concerts. So good. So good. Wow. Winning is fun. That's all I'm saying. Yes. Yes. I'm so glad that you had that experience with Billy Joel. Yeah. It was part of a radio win and a lifetime memory. That was your first. Winning is fun. It was my first. Well, how do we find you? online and what's your corner of the internet you can go to my website at www.charliehestercomedy.com 
And that's where all your shows are posted. Do you do you do videos and sketches and stuff too? Um, I have one video on there right now, um, but it basically tells you where I'm at, and it also talks about the fact that I will. I'm more than happy to be a keynote speaker for any domestic violence events that are happening. Oh, that's great. And I do that free of charge. I just want just the cost of travel and, you know, if I mm-hmm. if it's far away. But, yeah, that's something that's really important to me um, because I'm a domestic violence survivor. Wow. And um, it's really important to me to keep giving back to that community. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I try and do supply fundraise or you know whatever i can do to help Mm -hmm. my local women's shelter because they help me in a time of need so but yeah it talks a little bit about that there on my website as well and so yeah i just you know you just gotta keep trying to be a a good person and keep your heart open and let the universe bring whatever yeah and be open to that yeah and then amazing things happen you are so delightful oh thanks you too maggie oh, this so, has been so great I know. thanks and so much yes you too oh, oh. a new friend and we have so many connections i know like, all over it's so it's amazing i can't wait to dish about all this later please <laughs> yeah and and you'll come back and maybe do our live show we got big plans oh, so you're, you're helping you're helping make this show oh. so thank you oh i feel so special <laughs> you are